1: It is uh, Sunday, October 1st. It is a technically outside in uh, the D area. It is uh, Welcome to Shit You Might Have Missed with the Usual Suspects. I am K-Savage bringing y'all in. I have two, I don't know, one side of me.
0: De-
2: Somebody. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Lee Bennett Third, aka DaVinci Parks.
2: T-Rich with a fresh beer this week. Thank you.
0: And
3: S double, just trying to figure everything
2: out. Sweet. All right, then. <laughs> Sorry. This Man. week in Problematic Ass People, there was a tech fair that um, at which a three thousand pound sex robot was presented. And really, at the end of the, There's tech a robot fair, at the top or a bottom? Well, she does whatever you want her to do. Three thousand pounds. Wait, a Three thousand. Not
0: was that the weight or is that the
2: cost? That's the
0: cost. Okay. Oh, okay. That's what I was talking about. That's why she said top of the Three
2: thousand pound yeah. intelligent sex doll, which was left heavily soiled after being shown off at a tech fair.
1: I want to vomit a little bit in my mouth. Yeah. Why the doll
2: you? was left filthy and broken by the never-ending male attention and has now been sent off <laughs> for repair. <laughs> Because but she ain't ready for time, did baby. not understand the technology and did not have to pay for it. They treated the doll like barbarians or they acted like a human like being. Men.
1: Right. Like a woman. Right. They treated her like a woman because women that... get raped to death. I mean.
2: So that's the doll. And this is part of what they were doing.
0: I'm gonna need you to pass that because you know I can't see that far. I apologize.
3: Well, I saw it, so I'm oh. just gonna pass
0: it to you. Appreciate it.
2: Because men are horrible. I know. Not all men.
3: But all men. Well, I just I'd like to say that I would have treated that inanimate machine with respect and dignity, and uh, I would have taken her out to dinner first, and <laughs> we would have had some enlightening discussions. Um, I would have asked her how she felt about things.
1: How that there was, was a gangbang
3: of a robot, I, I just yeah. find disturbing. We also would have had significant foreplay because I want to. And I mean, things.
1: I like gangbang porn, so I know what that looks like. And Me I'm too. just disturbed because <laughs> what that means is that there was a bunch of men with their dicks out around a fucking machine. At an expo. For other men to hurry up and come on it. And I'm just like. Because mm. not only was it broken, <laughs> it was filthy. It was filthy. <laughs> Heavily soiled. Yeah. <laughs> manning it had taken a comeback yes
0: they gave the to. robot a bukkake Bukaki, <laughs> bukaki, 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 bukaki. it feels filthy mm. like every time you said it it <laughs> just, does just, yeah i,
3: I don't want to sing along with that at all yeah i uh i just don't know i don't know what to say about that. <laughs> i i i don't have anything to That's add to that really yeah, you
0: know.
1: so i um, would like to add a problematic person feel free to the mix I was listening to the radio this morning, and the only uh, kind of like representative that uh, Puerto Rico has to the Congress is um, a Republican, and she got her ass up on NPR today and was like, I don't know what anybody's complaining about. You know what I'm saying? President Trump is doing the best he can. You know, he's always been nice to me on our phone calls. I just... I need people to stop caping for this fucked up ass job that this man is doing because the reality is I'm not interested in hearing anything about, oh, it's an island and we can't do anything because we managed to transport hundreds of thousands, if not millions of pounds of shit. To, you know what I'm saying? Southeast Asia or Southwest Asia or Iraq or Afghanistan Right. Exactly. So um, so the reality is, I don't understand why it is the military hasn't been called in to do humanitarian operations because that's part of what the the military does. So, you know what I'm saying? Why aren't they running the airports? Why aren't they in there, you know what I'm saying, clearing debris out? And they have a base there. that's That's what support troops do. You know, like, so... Yeah, her ass. She needs
0: to sit her ass all the way the fuck down. And actually, that's what uh, Joe Madison was uh, saying uh, this past Monday on Sirius XM. He was saying, uh, "Treat it like a war." Now mm-hmm. it's like the hashtag he's trying to get started, and, and in essence, to get people. If you if you're if it's a war, there were like, plenty of people who called in from different branches of the military, who were saying that within 18 hours we can be mobilized and on our way to anywhere in the country or anywhere in the world if we need to be, within 18 hours. You get a notification, you get your orders of where you're supposed to be, your report, uh, you you hop on a plane or wherever you're supposed to hop on or whatever, and you get moving. And that's just what it is. So they can they can actually build cities in the desert, you know, they were saying, with you know, I mean, running water, uh, that's, electricity, that's all of, that stuff.
1: Right, because this is part of what they do. Part of what they do when they do support is also humanitarian aid and relief. They provide those same support services that they do for uh combat troops and going in and to set up to uh get a theater of war ready that they do to go in and set up you know humanitarian relief so the fact that u.s taxpayers are waiting for u.s uh taxpayers to take pay, pay for services to come and give them some relief is absolutely ridiculous and the fact that you know I'm saying donald trump and a lot of the media are talking about Puerto Rico like it is not a US territory. Like they are not US citizens. I believe they even got blue passports. They you know do. what I'm saying? So, like, they be in the airport looking like the rest of us because they got blue passports. They're not even like singled out by the color of their passports. Like, you want of us, but not really. Or you want of us, but you special. Nah, they just want of us. So, like, I, I just, I really don't understand this. And the same applies to the Virgin Islands because the reality is they ain't faring no better.
0: Yeah. Um- as far as Puerto Rico is concerned, um, I, I kind of feel like, one, I, don't, I, don't, I, re, I really don't know if Donald Trump actually realized that Puerto Rico was actually his responsibility, because the first tweet that I recall, I'm not saying this is the first tweet, tweet he made, I'm saying specifically the first tweet I recall him making was something to the effect of, Florida and Texas are doing great, but Puerto Rico has got big financial problems. Like, that had something to do with the reason why they got hit with a hurricane and why shit wasn't happening. And it's just like, dude, like, after all these NFL tweets, this is the first thing you decided to talk about when you talked about Puerto Rico, as if you're not supposed to actually help mobilize and, like, get this thing, like, down the road. And the other thing is, from what I understand and the different radio shows I've listened to, um, NPR, Insight, uh, Urban View on Sirius and, you know, um, what I understand is there are a lot of materials and supplies already in 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 the location where it needs to be. It's just no place to distribute it and there's no like actual machinery like in terms of like like system in place to actually make sure it gets to where it needs to go. So that's we actually don't have no real support service. Right, right, on. right. So that's what what was funny is like well, um I'm gonna drop it from the Yeah. What what's funny though is Slim and I were actually um hanging out on Friday. And there was a clip of, with Donald Trump. And he's like, he's like uh, <laughs> I don't know if you know, but, you know, Puerto Rico is an island. And islands are surrounded by water. Really deep water. And I was like, like motherfucker, this, that's how islands function. All islands are surrounded by water. That's what makes them islands. This is, this is, this is a, we, we can move past that part. So that, that was actually his, his actual reasoning For why things were so difficult or part of his reason. In the
2: middle of the ocean.
0: That guy, man. So
3: Trump, he always like says something.
0: Why nobody else knows
3: hit a point and then he will repeat the point. And it's like it's kind of like something someone does when they're trying to learn something. (laughs) I think that's what it is. Like he just gives you a he's giving you a signal that until that (laughs) moment he had no idea what an island was. He just didn't know. It's like he's learning a foreign language. Water. So you say, so you say the t- the phrase, and then you repeat the phrase. You know to get the repetition. That's what it's a, He's doing exactly. It it's, that it's, that it's English. He didn't
1: know what an island is, it, or was it that you know he just didn't know Puerto Rico was an
3: island? I think he didn't know what an island was. I think I it's think both. Was, <laughs> I, I'm not and I'm not I'm, the, conceptually about the, what an island. It is. It might
0: sound funny, but I'm being 100 serious. I I legitimately think it's both. I don't think he knew what an island was. And I don't think he knew that Puerto Rican Puerto Rico. See, was, I, don't I. I don't believe
1: that. I don't believe that. I believe that. You know what I'm saying? Like he probably is still trying to wrap his mind around the fact that like we're really responsible for those people down there. Like but I'm, so I'm, brown without without
0: they're their brown. representation. Like,
1: exactly. Like I think that's the confusion right there. Like we own those brown people. I don't. I don't. I don't understand. Like 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 they they, they actually pay us taxes. We have to provide them real relief. Like people care about them. But they're on an oh, oh my god. But like, so wait 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 they're, they're gonna they're gonna migrate in mass to like Florida New York and New Jersey like I'm 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 confused. No, there was a
2: report earlier that was like they were going to evacuate all the U.S. citizens from Puerto Rico. I was like, um,
0: <laughs> that's that's Puerto Rico. Oh, so you're going yeah, to yeah, I heard that you too, realize I saying, that aren't they all, US
1: citizens? all U.S. citizens? Yeah. I mean, there might be some Dominicans, you know what I'm saying, like who just got caught out there, you know what I'm saying, visiting with some cousins or something like that. You know, that.
3: Frederick Douglass like, also lives in Puerto Rico.
0: So that's, he's he's one doing one a one great one job. He's doing a great job. Every day.
3: Every day. Shout out to Frederick Douglass, who's doing, who's doing really Every, big things and yeah. starting to get a lot of recognition.
0: Yeah, that is true. Yeah.
1: Oh, wait, I got another problematic person. Go ahead, get it. So problematic person that nobody knows is the little repairman in the building that does contract work who knocked on my door uh this week and was like hey how you doing and i was like i'm good what's up he was like oh you know i'm just here doing some work upstairs (laughs) okay all right now That's, that's good i'm just coming to say hi hi
3: he was trying to see if you needed any work done
1: I, I guess so. It was. You know what I'm saying? But, like, that's yeah. your plumbing.
2: Yeah. I don't talk to you when you're in my house. Why
3: would you stop by? You need some pipes. Yeah, I'm trying yeah. to see if you need late. some pipe laid.
0: need me to work those walls?
2: Well, since we're talking about local problematic people. Okay.
0: Oh, wait a minute.
3: I'll Let me add the homeless
2: guy. <laughs> excuse me. Wow. One of the homeless guys out over by Union Station. So, a little backstory. <laughs> I was walking to the metro, which is the bane of my existence, but also part of my daily commute. And there are many homeless people near Union Station. And one guy was holding up a sign like, I'd like food. And it's like, oh man, the social worker on me wants to give you food, but it's like 5 o'clock and I'm going home. So if you're here tomorrow looking for food, bam, I got you. Didn't say this, said this internally. So the next day, I went and got me you know coffee I was going to get a coffee and a bagel and there was a guy outside of the cafe <laughs> <laughs> not at all silently not at all, uh, all silent. not quiet even remotely
0: like the old lady at church trying to, try to get <laughs>
2: Pass out peppermint. Try to get pepper, pepper <laughs> patties again. Like, yeah. yeah, yeah. Get a hard candy. Like just open
0: them. Just rip that bitch <laughs> open. Come on, you man. Gotta, you got Band-Aid that thing. Man. I'm actually gonna keep that one in there. That was funny. I apologize. I <laughs> 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 apologize. Go ahead. I'm sorry.
2: So, so I'm stand, I'm going into the cafe, a little deli. It's not even a full like you know fully functioning restaurant. You can't like order like shit in there. It's like a deli. They got sandwiches. So, dude was like, man, can you help me get some food? And I was like, boom. Got you. Yes, I can help you get
0: food. Make a difference.
2: So we get in there, and I was like, "What would you like?" He's like, "Chicken and waffles." Uh, it's like, "Nigga,
0: no, nah, we're not getting we we're in, not getting fancy with we it. We are in a deli." I, that's
2: exactly what I said to him. I was like, "Nigga, we in a deli." You
3: don't want some pastrami? You don't want? Uh, I was like,
2: "Would you like an egg and turkey, cheese you know? sandwich?" <laughs> and he was like, "Um, yeah, I'd like egg and cheese." I was like, "All right, can we get an egg?" And she was like, "Actually, can I get a sausage on that?" I was like, sure. You know what? We could even get whole wheat toast. You know what? We could do that. I was like, all right, egg and cheese with sausage. And he was like, oh, wait, actually, can you just give me the money that you were going to spend on Mm. that sandwich? That's what you're aiming for the entire time, Or like, buy me a gift card. I was like, one, no, two. (laughs) Nigga, you don't see no damn gift cards in here. It's a deli. (laughs) deli. They got (laughs) gift cards or chicken and waffles. Why are we doing this? See how you fucked up? I was feeling kind. I was going to like, you know, be all social worky and give you breakfast. Now you shit out of luck. Nah. So,
0: you, so what you're telling me is you're not hungry. You are not hungry. Yeah.
2: And if you are, you're not getting anything. But also there was mental illness there because then he started talking to me about, um, he saw me hanging out with Michelle Obama and Barack and mm. I mean, I see that in my mind's eye, but I know it doesn't really happen mm. and mental <clears throat> illness is a bitch, but he also did not get fed that day. Yeah. Okay. At least from you. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: Just he just needed a gift card to, Loman's Delicatessen, whatever it was. I don't know what the name of the deli was. But that's, you know, just it's a good friend. Or if you could have just given him crack directly, that, that also would have been a, a good option. If you just had, Can you crack just have like
2: crack, crack or heroin yeah, yeah. on your person. If you could just
3: give me drugs directly, and then we could cut Let's out cut the middleman. Middle man. Yeah, yeah.
2: Save me some steps. Yeah. You might have wanted to buy
1: some pussy. Hey. Uh, I yeah, don't nah, know. Not, mm-hmm. Well,
3: he's a long way away from 3,000 pounds. I'll tell you that much.
0: <laughs> Slim is on the board.
2: So Slim and Christy. <laughs> then there
3: will be a little soil, just so he's aware. When he gets to it, it's, it's not going to be fresh. Heavily soiled. It's going to be heavily soiled.
2: Not even mm. a little. Because mm. not all men. Mm, mm,
0: mm. Yeah.
1: I'm always going to have a picture of that in my mind. <laughs> That's horrible.
0: Didn't they make any black dogs? That's
1: going to be a genre of porn in 10 years, I promise you.
2: Well, they did mention in the article that many men said that they would like to have sex with a robot.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm sure robot sex is a girl. Look,
0: that's said ex machina right there.
1: They got real sex. Oh, doll ex machina? Porn. So, I mean, you know, I think I'd like to have sex with a robot. Forever. Okay. No, but they make porn for real sex dolls, like they have mm. porn.
3: Featuring real sex, though. Would it be, it'd be I mean, messed up, though, like, have I have sex with a robot and then the robot is disappointed?
2: I'm not doing this with you that today, will be,
3: sir. That would be a new low, you,
2: actually. I
1: bet you they will program <laughs> not a robot confused. to be disappointed. <laughs> I bet you there's somebody who wants to be disappointing to the robot.
2: Waiting for penis insertion. Yeah.
3: It would be inevitable.
2: Waiting for penis. Look, I would make
3: the robot so disappointed that would be its first moment of sentience, like it's experienced disappointment from sex with me. I awakened it. <laughs> it's now, it's now officially AI after sex. With me. There, the disappointment was so strong. <laughs> there went. are
1: masochists out there, and I could totally see a certain type of masochist really loving. A robot telling it how, like, poor its performance was.
3: She'd be like, there you go. That is my spot. You are hitting it. And then I come fast and then she'd be like, that- oh. wait, 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 that's it?
1: Oh, zaddy.
3: She had a new, fl- new, like, natural inflection and everything would be in that joint.
1: Like, this was less than proficient. <laughs> <laughs>
2: I so I'm all out of things to talk about unless you want to talk about the beauty blogger that decided to do blackface again because that's always a thing.
0: Oh, no. She oh, did it wait. again?
1: It's a different one. So oh. I sent Leah a message on Messenger.
0: Oh,
3: that's damn funny. it. I didn't miss it. Okay, was it was dirty? A, did she do but, blackface um, or did she just put like, was she just putting like a mask on to get the, the no, blackheads out?
2: What she said was, I did this for a movie because there are no black people where I live. She also used the hashtag #slave, which she said, "Uh uh-uh, uh, I said slayage." Mm. I'm like, no, nah, bitch, these ain't the same. Yeah, I think mm-hmm. she might need to
3: be stoned. So, what were you going to say, uh, Christy?
1: <laughs> Apparently, there is a hundred dollar a month subscription uh, service for white people who want to be woke. And um, <laughs> that's brilliant. That, that is brilliant. Why did I not think of that. Wait, wait, wait. So that's amazing. Co-found. I want it was to say co-founded by Marissa Janae Johnson and Leslie Mack. They, uh, their product is called the Safety Pin Box. It's a monthly subscription box for white people who want to be allies in the fight for Black liberation. Um, so they wanted to know, like, you know, what is the point of the box? And uh, she said. Uh, that's not how we measure she, she So they wanted to know, do people, how do people use the stuff in the box? And she was like, that's not how we measure our success. Our success is measured in how much money we can give to black women, because hmm. apparently they give hmm. a lot of the money that they raise to different uh, activists and artists and just, you know, just general black women making black girl magic. And, um, her she finished it up by saying uh, as for as for whether white people are actually using what they get in the box. She said that's between you and your white Jesus. Mm. And so I mm. feel like they get like five gold stars for the week, yes, and, like, including snaps on that.
3: Just being geniuses and that's thinking amazing. of something else that I haven't thought of. That's
1: yes, one hundred dollars subscription <laughs> monthly subscription. Give your, your box of wellness. Thank you for supporting some black girl magic. And stay well. I'm
0: curious as to what is in this box. Is it is it like, you know, like like a, a VHS cassette of color purple? And <laughs> I'm just saying, what's what's gonna be in there? Like a black fi- a black power pick, uh like I'm just thinking of things that could be in the box. Is it, could it the, be all you know, like like like, the like 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 yeah. the autobiography of Asada? Um yeah. I'm just saying there's some things that like, you know, black culture wise, like like a copy of the new Jim Crow, you, you don't know. There you go. By Michelle Alexander. There you animal. go. Who there you go. Win? Like what else can be in the box? What's what's in the box? We're gonna make a box. What's gonna be in the box? What's in the box? What's in the box?
2: <laughs>
3: well, because of patriarchy, if I had the box, you would just open it and there would be a there'd be a dick in it.
2: Ooh! <laughs> in the bottom.
3: Because patriarchy, you know. My dick in a box Kwanzaa <laughs> dig in a box
0: Christmas dig in a box Hanukkah dig in a box Every single holiday a
2: dig in a box Okay. I don't want to <laughs> laugh I don't want to laugh
0: <laughs> Chris, 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 Chrissy's right face Chrisy's face is like I am not going to laugh at I this.
2: loved Ooh, that skit It's <laughs> my dick in a box Because it really looks like some shit a dude would do <laughs>
0: Yeah, when I tell you that was an ingenious ass song, man. Like, I show him my cousins that joint, and he had never seen it before. And when he saw it, after it got to the hook, he's like, yeah. <laughs> like, like, you you're supposed to. That's what you're supposed to do. Like, he's like, yeah. You know, it's just like
3: people of color never cease to show their genius. And it manifests in ingenuity and innovation in every way, in every form. I think there's like there's no positive to be like to being stolen away from your from your from your continent and like from your from your home. What is going on? What is happening, happening right now? What was that? What were you doing, Christy? What are you doing? What are you doing, Christy?
1: Christy? What you doing, Christy?
3: What's going on over there?
1: I wasn't doing anything. You're becoming a you problematic person right now. <laughs> And the Daily Show keeps trying to autoplay. It's not trying, girl. No, it's it's succeeding like it a succeeded. motherfucker.
3: <laughs>
0: but why you do that? Hold on a second. Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I'm going to go ahead and open <laughs> this hard candy. While you yeah, yeah, yeah. feel like yeah. I, I need to that. make
2: random noise. Ooh, ooh piece of candy. Ooh piece of, ooh, piece
3: of candy. You are a butterscotch addict. I am. That's yeah. why I don't buy it. I actually, yeah. I shouldn't have bought I apologize for buying you that butterscotch. Don't do that. <laughs> I
0: should you know, not have done you that. You know my heart. <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> I said, you know what? I come to Lee's house. I eat off all the snacks. I'm just not going to come empty-handed this time. I'm going to bring a bunch of snacks. Look and, at you. you know, and then I bought a bag of butterscotch, and this dude went hamster. He went hamster. Not I'm Hamster. <laughs> He went ham and cheese, ham and it. He went all the. He's been wow. eating butterscotch every moment I've seen him since that day.
0: Stop it. I will when it's done.
3: You need to get, take you to BA
0: when a Hurley burly's done. <laughs> that's when I'll stop eating the uh, Macbeth. No, I'm the only one. Okay. All
3: right. Um, my name is Lee. On. Hi, Lee. <laughs> I'm an addict.
2: I've been eating butterscotch real hard for. <laughs> Three days now. need uh,
0: that soft butterscotch, that hot butterscotch. You know. Can
3: you buy me a meal or could you just like pay me in butterscotch? And, uh, <laughs> I'll just take the butterscotch okay. directly. Let's...
0: Start mainlining butterscotch. Have, What'd you say?
1: I have one more thing to share.
0: Go ahead, girl. Uh-oh. Go ahead, girl.
1: So another gold star to the students at Harvard.
3: Yes. Who okay.
1: silently protested uh, Betsy DeVos. Mm-hmm. This week. So she came and they spoke and they stood up with their like torn bed sheets and pieces of canvas mm-hmm. that had stuff like white supremacists and dark money and all kinds of stuff on it. And um, I think the best part, because there is a video, is a question stood up at the question and answer portion. And he asked, so you're a billionaire with lots and lots of investments and so-called school choice movement is a way to open the floodgates for corporate interests to make money off the backs of students. How much do you expect your net worth to increase as a result of your policy choices? And what are your friends on Wall Street and in the business world like the Koch brothers saying about the potential to get rich off the backs of students? Mm. To which the moderator replied, you don't have to answer that. So she got up and grabbed her purse and everybody was like, all right, this event is over. <laughs> and then the students, you know what I'm saying, ushered her out with what does white supremacy look like? That's mm. what white supremacy looks like. Yes, so man. I want to give a shout out to the students at Harvard at and Harvard of all places. Like from now on, colored people, black people, Howard people, most especially, I'm talking to y'all. We do not need to yell and chant at and boo at these people. Nah. We need to stand up, mm-hmm. silently protest, let them give their talks to deafening silence, you know what I'm saying, and take av- advantage of that question and answer portion to really ask them some shit that nobody working for any kind of media outlet is going to ask because they want a job.
3: I think even to add to your point is we just need a comprehensive portfolio you know, of protests. And that's just... When you have a strategy, right? You you you're fighting a war, which is basically what this is. You got to attack from many fronts, and so Chrissy's absolutely right. You're not going to reach everybody by, you know, getting in the streets and you know making making a lot of ruckus. You still need to do that because you need that you need that disruption. Right. You got to have disruption because it garners attention uh, and it causes people to start having discussion and having awareness. But that's just a brilliant use of strategy. Yeah. Somebody who's making the decisions, somebody who's influencing in a negative way. Let them come into your backyard. Prepare an ambush for them. You know, be ready when they get there. And, mm-hmm. and then executes flawlessly Suddenly when they I arrive. Never want to come over to your house again. <laughs> just, like, I feel like way uncomfortable now. Like
2: I don't know. They have good food at the house. <laughs> I'll risk it. I'm ready I'm, to risk it all.
3: I'm just trying to make sure the world don't end up trying to grow p- plants with Brondo. Like uh, that's what. And if you allow money to infiltrate the educational system, that's what you're going to end up with. It's already done that. But yeah, I feel uh, you. Uh, More. Electro electrolytes. You know. Are not what plants crave, and we, we're not going to be able to grow crops like that. So, shout out to the movie *Idiocracy*. If anybody's ever
0: seen that, I have. Um, I, I, Dax Shepard's face is difficult to look at. Um, <laughs> well, he likes money, so. Um, so very quickly, though, um, I want to throw in there on oh, the back of what Chrissy was saying, though, um, the way Howard protested, I was actually slightly disappointed in that. They protested, I wasn't upset about. Um, but James Comey actually came to speak at, I, I'm, I'm assuming Crampton Auditorium auditorium mm. within the last week or two. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And he was very loudly uh, jeered and booed for about 15 minutes. And he made comments like, oh, I would like to have an adult conversation. And
2: that right That's there. That's not helpful,
0: sir. It's not. But that right there is speaking towards, I think what someone was speaking to, like, okay, let him say what he has to say. Right. And then you say what you have to say. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because it, it does need to be a dialogue or whatever, and, I, and 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 you don't want it to be one of those things like, oh, I'm just trying to speak to them, and they can we can, because like you got to be careful what the narrative is going to be after he Yep. Leaves. Yep. Yeah. And it, know I, what I, mean? think, I
1: think yes, that's 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 my point at this point. Yeah. That it's about what the narrative is. It's not about the action. Yes, take action, but it's about the fact that, like, first of all we're going to be doing this for a while, you know what I'm saying? And and that like barnstorming shit, that gets old, you know what I'm saying? It gets old because you need numbers to do that. And that's hard to sustain, but you know what I'm saying? Small dedicated groups of people who have, you know, people who volunteer or rotate in and out, that's something that can be sustained. And it's also something that I think that, you know, especially on college campuses, Howard may be a little different, you know, just because it is Howard. So, you know, like our focus is, you know, the plight of black people and, you know, that extends to black and brown and poor people in this country period, because we all find ourselves in the same boat. But I think that, you know, in places like Harvard or, you know, like even like UC Berkeley or, you know, places like that, you know, there's a political climate on the campus that people have to, you know, hold into account. And, you know, like it's easy You know, if you are completely 100% dedicated to being an activist, you know, professionally to say we're going to go and we're going to make a lot of noise and, you know, we're always going to like try and shut the shit down and we're going to do it as loud as possible. But sometimes maybe you want to go and politely you know, protest and get your point across because, you know what I'm saying? We have to survive in these spaces. You know, everybody not going to act with this for a living. Some people are going to go out into the world and need to be able to get office jobs and stuff like that. And so, you know, like you have to be able to do what is actually viable for you. And I think that this makes room for, you know, people to be, you know, full-time, you know, activists in what their beliefs are, but part-time activists in the sense that, you know what I'm saying, activism pays very few people's bills full time.
0: Mm.
3: I mean, it, another example is, you know, even though his form of protests got hijacked um <clears throat> you know, immensely, Colin Kaepernick didn't make a big fuss. He didn't make a whole lot of noise. He came out one day at one game, the first time and when the national anthem was uh, w- was being sung, he just he just took a knee. Actually, he was more than well, one he game. Sat first. No, I'm talking about the first one.
2: The first one he the sat. very
3: first time oh, he, did. He, he sat. He twice. Just, he just sat? Yeah. yeah, but he like he just did that the first time. He didn't make a bunch of noise. And when he did that, guess what happened? People started asking him questions. Why are you doing this? But he went. Out, that's what
0: I'm saying. It's... He went unnoticed the first two times, and then like the third time, that's when people started asking questions. That's why I, that, I was just clarifying, but I apologize. Okay. All right? Yeah. Just these the, Specificity, I'm sorry. I think
3: unnecessary details for the point I'm trying to make. Yeah, uh, you're <laughs> right. <laughs> but it's, but, it's but, my life. But yeah, yeah, this is this is the league we all know and love. Well, um, yeah. <laughs> that I lo- know and love. I can't speak for
0: everybody. Yeah,
2: well,
3: I um, can't tell
0: after improv. You
1: know. I gave up football years ago.
3: Yeah. But I mean, it's, uh, even though his hi- protest got hijacked, oh. it's another example of what what Christy is saying. And I think what you're uh, agreeing with, Lee, is that it's about narrative doing something where someone else could try to change the narrative, but you did everything you could to keep the narrative on track and on focus. Mm-hmm. And when you do things that could potentially be uh perceived as uh overtly disrespectful, something like raising your voice or yelling at somebody, like I, I think that there are there's there are times when that's appropriate. There's times when that's a natural expected response. Mm-hmm. But whenever you do that, you know, there's, there's sometimes when it's completely justified for me to punch somebody in the face. But when I punch somebody in the face,
0: <laughs> it, it, it takes the focus off it the narrative the and creates a new off one of
3: the whole reason why that person's getting punched in the face. Because the focus mm-hmm. becomes, I punch that person in the face, and so his, yeah, his protest did, did get hijacked. But he executed something that, uh, if you look at it on its merits, should not be interpreted. The narrative should not be changed or edited or stolen. He didn't do anything disrespectful. He didn't do anything at all. Um, now there are a lot of people who disagree with that, mm-hmm. or they don't all actually disagree with it. They're just trying to take the focus away from what the real problem is. There's so they they're they're don't understand nuance and dynamics an
0: or history. Yeah, yeah. So, so I w- but
3: even still, now it's a discussion about free speech. Which even wasn't though it even, the ca- even though it hijacked it, yeah. I'm not mad that it's a discussion about free speech. Also, yeah. Yeah. you know,
0: uh, so. To add on to what Slim was saying, now um, I wanted to do two things. One, I wanted to make a quick um, observation in terms of, like, in terms of, you know, the types of protests you have, mm-hmm. and I want to focus on the idea or the fact that if you look back at the civil rights protests, uh, you look at men and women in civil rights protests got dressed up in their Sunday best. And they went out and marched, even mm-hmm. if they knew it was a good chance they're gonna get their ass beat and they're yeah. gonna get dragged in the streets. They put on their Sunday best because they wanted you to see them as equals right. and as human beings and as people who have means and worth. So, like, there are different ways you can go about things. And then they didn't say a lot of things. That like, everything they said was in their marching in the first place. Um, like, so how you how you protest? You have to think about what is going to be the perception when you protest. So, switching forward. Um when all these NFL owners decided they wanted to take in not all, but a few of them decided they wanted to take a knee with their team and they want to lock arms and Jerry Jones little punk ass gonna get on the field and kneel before the national anthem or whatever after you said he does not believe that anybody should kneel and all that stuff, whatever. Um there are a couple of things that I had an issue with. One, um, to me that was money. Because at the end of the day, you know that 70% of the NFL at a minimum is African Americans, right? They're black folks, right? And then you got some Samoans in there, which are brown folks. <laughs> you got some Hispanic folks in there; they brown too, or whatever. You don't really have like 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 an overwhelming amount of white people. So, in in NFL, in many regards, not all, but NFL in many regards is regarded by many of the players, past and present, as a brotherhood. So, if seventy percent of your team says this is what we're going to do. There's a good chance that the rest of the team's gonna fall in line because, okay, these are my brothers and I'm gonna back them on this play.
2: Unless you're Ben Roethlisberger. Well,
0: it wasn't even necessarily it's the other dude that went out, but he, um, Villain the Waiver, but he regretted because he was still the one who came out of the tunnel um, and he um, did the anthem, but he said regretted doing that because he said he felt like it put a negative light. Then Ben, ben Roethlisberger said we should have stayed in the tunnel. But Ben Roethlisberger is Ben Roethlisberger. None of us like him. Well,
1: and that's I think a that it yeah, should also a rapist, be mentioned so that he he's me a former rape. marine, and he is, so, like, he is, yeah. Him coming out is a whole nother level, you know, than just being some ordinary civilian. Now, I'm sure there's a lot of veterans who, you know, what I'm saying, have no problem at all taking the knee. But I think that you know, having been a veteran, and didn't he see combat? Like I, th- I feel like he no, no,
0: he had a, he had a, uh, I think a gold, uh, um, uh. uh Bronstar star. He had a comment. He had a commendation for for yeah, valorous so, service. So, so I'm not. I mean. I'm not criticizing him for that. That's not what I was saying. What I. What I was. I was speaking more to. Um, the idea of staying in the locker room and find these cute ways to do the protest is really more, in my opinion, them trying to placate the players early before the shit got out of hand further than what it they, they already perceived oh, it to I be. Don't,
1: I don't even think that's what it's about. No, no, no. no. See, see, the, the owners didn't give a fuck what the players were going to do. This is all in response to Donald Trump tweeting. And the reality is a bunch of rich motherfuckers came out and said, oh, no, nigga, we pay taxes. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I think that's a part of us, it. I agree with you need that. need us to be your friends because the reality is don't get this NFL shit fucked up. We became billionaires off of other shit. Mm-hmm. That's how we afford these NFL teams. And so, I think it was a bunch of rich white men telling another rich white man, uh, slow your roll. You know what I, I what definitely think, think that's a fact, fact. of it like, too. Like, that's, that's, that's not how we roll around here. This was not about them trying to show any solidarity for anything about Black Lives Matter. Or and it was
0: solidarity. that's what I'm saying, the owners, but I think the owners... Rich ownership. white
1: men, right? This was a bunch of rich white men pushing back against another rich white man saying we can say whatever the fuck we want.
0: Yeah, and I'm not disagreeing with that aspect either. But I do think there was a bit of of gainsmanship in terms gamesmanship in terms of playing uh, playing into it. But that wasn't even a larger point I was trying to make. I was I was getting to the point where when you asked. When you saw the questions that were asked in terms of why did you do it this week because so many NFL players did it, the message was so all over the place. Uh, I just wanted to support my brothers and uh, I just wanted to bring like light to what's going on in Puerto Rico and so forth and so on. And all these different reasons as to why they did it, which wasn't the initial argument that started this whole thing in the first place. Um, and that's how messages change. And the, the personal anecdote I was going to provide was when I was at Howard um, in my undergrad, um, my, my junior year, no, sophomore year, um, there was a protest because the president of Howard University at the time um, was folding the School of Fine Arts into the School of Arts and Sciences and basically taking away the autonomy of the school. Um, the School of Fine Arts had a rich history. A lot of people knew that program for for decades. Felicia Rashad, Debbie Allen, Ozzie Davis. We can go down the list of all the people that have either taught and or gone to the School of Fine Arts or whatever. So we weren't happy about that. Um, There was a town hall meeting being held. Um, Patrick Swiger got a little fly. He wasn't really answering questions. He was kind of being like condescending and he walked out and we decided we're gonna take the A building. So took the A building or whatever, a few of us did, not all of us can get in there in time or whatever, but took the A building became a protest and when it started off it was like, these are our three points. And nobody needs to talk to the media. And these are the three points. And by the end of the night, it was 10 to 15 points. What? Because that's what happens when people who aren't really into shit start getting into shit. You know what I'm saying? So that's one of the things about narrative. It's like you have to know. And that's the same thing that happened to Black Lives Matter. Um, <laughs> dude, that's like a thing for you, man. <laughs> the same thing that happened with Black Lives Matter. If you're not careful, somebody will take your narrative and try to make it for you. And that's what it's going to become. So like uh, like when you decide that you want to like cheer against something or cheer for something, try to have some forethought and like really try to look at how you're going to present yourself as a dissenting voice. So if somebody tries to come and take your narrative and hijack it, whatever, you have a counter for it because it's, 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 uh, it's unfortunate what, what happened with the argument in the first place.
1: Dude, you in
3: the way. I cannot see. Your mama was not a glassmaker. <laughs> She's talking to the cat.
2: <laughs> it's wrong to do it in the streets. It's wrong to do it in the tweets. You cannot do it on the field. You cannot do it if you've kneeled. And don't do it if you're rich, you're ungrateful son of a bitch, because there's one thing that's a fact.
0: Can't protest if you're black. Trevor Noah. It's Trevor Seuss in that movie. Yeah, on. I know, right? Yeah, man, that guy, man. I wanted, to, I wanted to see him live. Speaking of seeing him live, at this point, we can talk about it without like giving too much away. Oh, Dave Chappelle. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. Oh my. Three God. of us have seen it. Like I think, like the magic number has to be like, like, like the majority of the the podcast.
3: I mean, without saying anything about the actual content of the actual jokes, I'll simply say that uh, Dave Chappelle is a master joke teller at this point um the way he builds a joke and you can see it he's he carefully constructs a joke um you know i feel this way about um about louis ck also um louis ck is a cra- a joke craftsman um but dave chappelle like you can I-, I feel like you can see how he's intricately building a joke step by step and then bringing it home even
2: when, Even when first. he tells you the
3: punchline Even when he tells <laughs> you the punchline ahead of time. <laughs> and he's just a master <laughs> joke teller. Um, I just I really appreciate it as somebody, as a fan of comedy, not just a fan of Dave Chappelle. And as what I I feel like I'm a, a bit of a student of comedy. Um, I just appreciate, I feel like I was learning something when I watched him this time live. I've seen tons of Dave Chappelle performances. Um, never that's seen that's him sad. live before until this show. Um, but watching him, I just felt like I was I felt I should have had a notebook out. I should have been taking notes you while he was. That,
2: performing. You can't do that, sir.
3: Yeah, you can't do that. You can't do that. You can't do You definitely couldn't take your phone no. out Because your phones were locked up if you went to see Dave Chappelle. Uh we left ours in the car. So that was just you know, we didn't want to
1: be. But you can't bring your phone into the show. You can't. You, you can't. Can they it give in you there. a bag. They
3: give you these yonder bags um, now and it locks the phone in the bag. So you can't take it out. It's like be- a mm-hmm.
2: phone bag. So, so you, you can't see it. Yeah, you can't yeah. access it. They tell you to put it on airplane mode or silent or cut it off. Yes. Oh, cool. Which is
3: cool because you don't have to give them your phone. You still your phone stays in your possession at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, right. You just can't use it while you're there. That's awesome.
0: Yeah, yeah, I'm mad I didn't come up with that idea because I saw yeah. it at the Chris Rock concert. I was like, oh, and then the way they like they open it up is just like if you go to the the the, the department store or whatever and you buy clothes, a you know, little, little little magnetic thing with the ink thing in it, mm. and you put it on the, the thing and it
1: oh, it'll explode.
0: Yeah, yeah, you have to you have to basically like yeah, it's it's but it's a magnet. It's yeah. pretty much so the same price. You just smack it. it on there, whatever and unleases and the It un- yeah. un- unleases the magnet. Yeah, unleases. <laughs> unleashes, yeah, unleashes, releases, yeah, but not not, not unleashes. They don't, they don't. It ejaculates. They can't, they can't rent. That I don't think that works anymore. either. I don't think that. I don't think that's what happened to you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My phone was heavily soiled after. <laughs>
2: well, you are a
3: man. Well, I wonder if uh, when Melania leaves Donald Trump, if he'll just you know go buy one of those three thousand pound dolls. She's
1: not going to leave him. So, She's waiting for him to die.
3: Oh, uh,
2: it's good.
0: It's good strategy.
2: Didn't work out for Hugh Hefner's wife.
0: Mm. What happened? I heard she was supposed to be insured that she was gonna be taken care of, but she
1: ain't getting
2: shit. Oh no. Why? He's broke.
1: He was broke. He sold his house. He did sell his house and
2: the the Well he had. had, The contingency that he made though was that I can stay in this house until I die. Which now Yeah, like but whatever money he did have, he did not leave to her, he left to his children. And mm. reportedly that was in the prenup when she got married. Like, this is ironclad, you're not getting shit. Nothing. Not a damn thing. Not a thin dime. <laughs> Not a copper penny. Hopefully she Not had two fun.
3: to rub together. No.
0: Hopefully she had fun. You know. But like Hopefully he was, had he
1: had fun. He had Alzheimer's. Ninety-one year old man with fun Alzheimer's. About him. Not only that, but like just based on what, like, why was she married? They wrote. They wrote about like the girls next door when they were filming. Like he didn't even actually have sex with them. They would have to like play with each other, and he would just like masturbate Mm. and watch them, and maybe they would play with him sometimes too. But like, it it wasn't. It was. I mean, it wasn't. It wasn't. I was
0: thinking it, but I didn't want to say it. Like, (laughs) but
1: yeah, say it again, again. Well, see, here's the thing. Like, you know, my kink isn't your kink. You know, whatever. But like, at the same time, I think that there's something super kind of creepy about an old guy who's with these really young women and you know he runs this magazine where like he's basically been he's made money off of voyeurism you know for a really long time and i think that there's something really kind of like creepy voyeuristic kind of predatorish about an old man you know who's basically paying them to, you know, be there and be like, you know, ornaments and, and, and sex toys. I mean, basically, because like, you know, they talked about how, like, you know, women the women who were living with him you know not just the main girlfriends and stuff like that but like if you didn't dress or do what he wanted you to do then you didn't get your allowance you know what i'm saying so like you were living there and like all of your expenses were paid for and your room and board was paid for and you probably had some clothes and stuff like that and you got money but at the same time like you know there was this strict uh protocol that you had to adhere to so like you know scientology um, I'm going, well, you know, yeah, but but your job is tied to it. And then it's all around sex. So, I mean, you know, it's kind of like weirdly pimpish and kind of like, you know, very exploitative and, you know, kind of sex slavish, you know, in a way like, yes, it's voluntary. But the reality is, if you're choosing to live in the Playboy Mansion, which, you know, you know, for the last 20 years, they said it's been kind of gross you know like just kind of like not just shabby and not shabby she's just shabby so like if you're choosing to live there and kind of like be with this old man clearly you got a lot of shit going on yeah.
3: it was heavily soiled in there also that's what a lot of people um, especially like, the grotto the,
2: the eel is out. not even for like okay me and these other two women are gonna play with each other whatever you know it, it's whatever yeah, it's not cool. yeah.
1: no it's but the you got this old watching. man sitting in the corner who had to take Viagra like, to get hard flicking, to watch you? You know what I'm saying? Like that is his the flaccid, thing. Um, and then around. And, and, wait, and then Spitting it's not even like his own you guys dick, trying to make are it. Spitting on his
0: own dick. What is, wait, 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 wait a But it's minute. not even
1: like you're having fun for your pleasure because he's directing. No, he's directing. So it's not like it's like okay, girls. You know what I'm saying? It's that time of the night, and like you guys are just getting it in. Like he's directing. So it's like some weird like. Horn it's playtime,
0: yeah. Yeah, yeah. That's not playtime for him. It was, and
1: he's jerking off, and there's something about that that just feels oh, gross.
0: Yeah, I'm. I, I wouldn't. I mean, I wanna, and, and, I and, and not like gross
1: for like some of the time. Exit, but like wanna, that is your out. sex life.
0: Yeah, I wanna, just like I a leave. poof
2: of what you semen used to be.
0: I, I just want to stop. How do I get? Well, and and, and got to make feel Yes.
1: <laughs> I feel. Huh?
0: I feel objectified. It's gotta to make you
1: it. feel real objectified, like extra objectified, because like he's not even having sex with you. He's not even really touching you. He's just telling you no, what stop. to do. <laughs> right, right, right. Like he's just no, jerking I mean, I off with stop. you.
0: Stop <laughs> 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 talking about. He would have. It is too much. It's hey, way like too I'm not.
3: Much. I'm not going to let you all just poo poo objectification.
0: Okay.
2: Oh right, because he died, and people were <laughs> sad about it. When wah, wah
0: It happens when you're 91
2: this is
1: true Well, Monty Hall died too so you know it does who? Monty Hall let's make a deal
0: Mm. I
2: don't know why I heard Montel Jordan not the same
3: (laughs) who is not dead you know what the (laughs) funny thing is you
0: heard Montel Jordan I heard Monty Python (laughs) so it's like I thought Monty Python was just a group I didn't know it was a person
3: I heard Montel Williams I think we all heard something different I heard full Monty. I was, really? You need three. He's got a lot of them. You got three. Well, you guys already took two. So but you, you still have to do three. I that's just what you just, do. You just, can. You just see gave See how up.
2: he misses you when you're not here?
0: <laughs> what? <laughs> what? Why, why would you even make this awkward exchange more awkward? Why? I
3: Every, don't think
2: I can make it more awkward.
3: Everybody knows really that, the deep did. and uncomfortable love I feel for Lee. <laughs>
2: It more uncomfortable, <laughs> more awkward. <laughs>
0: that did. You're right. I, I, I would agree with that one. Uh, one of my
3: superpowers is making people uncomfortable. Another one of my superpowers is good intentions. I mean well. I was gonna, well. That, well, that's you are a man. Yeah, yeah, I mean
0: well, but yeah, yeah. not actually going to do it. My superpower is trying to be helpful. That, that's probably my my trying problem. Trying to be, helpful. Yeah, you, you trying need, you need and failing. Help? No, no, I, I'm very helpful. You know what I'm saying. I've improved a lot of people's lives. Now, whether or not they appreciate that shit after the fact, we bro. should form a league. We should form uh, like
3: it'd be the good good intentions league or something yeah. like that. It
0: was yeah, yeah. The hero I, I don't know
3: heroes who want to do good but never seem to pull it off.
2: Christy can be like the Charlie and Charlie's angel who just like calls us up on the computer.
0: Hey, but he had
3: oh, he she's had,
2: blazing and tell us like yeah, the yeah. next person in trouble and
0: then and just in the middle of giving destruction <laughs> instructions she was like get out of here pussy yeah. she, <laughs> she might not be comfortable <laughs> with that Charlie
3: Charlie objectified those angels she might not like that
1: I, I don't think right. Chris would have a problem
0: <laughs> objectifying
3: us I think it's God, okay I
1: think
0: it's all a lot of love Hey Chrissy would you objectify me
3: please
1: I love objectifying men
3: Let's go It's,
1: great. it's so fun
3: Let's go. My self esteem like is, is about I gone. Like to make, I need that final. I like
1: push. to make men uncomfortable. I do. Because <laughs> they do get very uncomfortable. Uh-huh.
3: I don't know. I kind of. Yeah. Um... Being treated like a piece of meat would be especially like awesome if for you're me.
1: hitting on someone and I've like they don't know before. what to do with themselves mm-hmm. and like you see it's not going to go anywhere and you may even be a little turned off but like now it's just sport. <laughs>
0: <laughs> it sounds like you have a lot of experience in this.
3: Well, yes. Tell me, tell me if this is a similar experience for women though. Um, I have found that, well, first of all. I, I don't know that I've ever been objectified by a woman cuz a woman a, a woman has to uh like I'm find you sexually this desirable. You. Come on dude. This do Come on dude.
0: Really? Not let's this let's not, do, was, let's not do this. I
3: think I would imagine that uh it's similar for women in that having a man overtly desire you to the point where like he only sees the physicality in that moment w- would that be specific to like the source of the feeling or is it just a general you don't want to be objectified right because of like if a guy is like just looking at you with like nothing but sexual energy there may be a guy who you actually want to see you that way you want so. to look but another guy who you do not want that sort of energy from you would feel like that's like just objectification or is it just objectification in both instances and the question is how you feel about it as the recipient of the objectification
1: I think it's the fact that, like, ultimately... I'm, like, 5'4 and I weigh, like, 145 pounds on my best day. So, like, you know, no man has ever really been, like, oh, I'm so afraid that, like, you know, at any moment she's going to turn on me and, like, drag me into this alley Mm. and rape me. Mm. So I think that there's just this predatory aspect to when men don't take no for an answer. And I also feel like it's not like, you know, I'm, like, been turned flat down and like I just keep going it's more like this is a conversation that's flirty you know what I'm saying you're clearly not picking up what I'm putting down that's cool you know what I'm saying I see you're a little uncomfortable and like I'm still gonna flirt with you because I'm having a good time and I'm still attracted to you Mm -hmm. you know but that's different from like you know you keep pushing the boundary and being flirty is different from me trying to convince you that but you really should want to fuck me because that's really where men go at, at some point. It's like you're trying to convince me that I really do want to fuck you, that like I'm, my, my, my mind is not really made up, that clearly, you know what I'm saying, mm-hmm. I didn't consider all of the points that you made, and I must be an idiot, you know what I'm saying, for not understanding what an opportunity I'm turning down. Mm. That's the, the tone that men start to strike when they don't give it up, because it's never... Because they're always, you know, like it it always, you know, escalates. They don't just leave it at fun and flirty. And like, I see we're not going to go anywhere, but we're still going to flirt because like, let's enjoy the moment. It's more like I'm trying to convince you that, you know, this flirt should turn into more than that. Mm. And so they just keep escalating it in a way that it's like, but dude, I told you like, you know, 10 minutes ago that I wasn't interested. And at this point now, I'm really just keeping it going because like, are you going to try and like kill me out here? because yeah. then it's almost
2: kind of like oh well I spent all this time talking to you and like flirting you gonna, you gonna get me all you gonna get me all riled up like that girl
3: <laughs> what am I supposed to do with you this go, right <laughs> you,
2: come on you gotta finish this not, off
1: like like with the maintenance man who knocked on my door, that nigga knocked on my door like I called him.
3: That is creepy. You know what I'm saying?
1: saying? And 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 that's really creepy because like the reality is, you know, so so the backstory is somebody's been coming into my house and not taking anything, you know what I'm saying? So I had to change the locks on my door. And like the opinion of most women who I told this story to who know the backstory is that like that nigga probably knocked on your door because you changed, changed the locks, he couldn't just come right the fuck in. You know what I'm saying? So now when I had my key in, before it was like oh i thought i left my keys in the back of an uber you know what i'm saying with some information that had my address on it and i changed my mailbox key because i was worried about identity theft but i was like well maybe it's months later and somebody's actually you know like really trying to solve me but then it turns out you know what i'm saying when he knocks on my door that like oh no now I, now i probably understand who's been in my apartment you know what i'm saying who's been coming in here and not taking anything and like that's not okay and and the sloppy thing is like it wasn't like somebody was just coming into my apartment but they were leaving the door unlocked So, like, somebody was coming in and and saying to me, I've been here. And I can come
0: back. That's a a feeling of violation. I've been here, and I can come
1: back anytime I want.
0: And I'm I'm a dude. I've had that feeling, but not like 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 that. I've actually
3: read this So, so when dude pops up at
1: my door, like, hey, I'm doing some work upstairs. And not only that, but he's actually leaning against my doorway. You know what I'm saying? With his arm against my doorway so that, like, if I wanted to, I couldn't get past him. Like, that's not okay. Like, nothing about, like, his behavior is okay. And to me, that's escalating because, like, I don't even talk to you when you're in my apartment doing work. So, why would you come and knock on my door?
3: That's interesting. So, the element, the element of, like, a, a potential actual sexual assault changes the entire dynamic of the interaction. Right, because but,
2: but right, that's, and, and, that's life. That's walking down the street as a woman. Men are yeah, scary. Yeah.
3: Oh, yeah. We know. We know. Well, I mean, those of us who are paying attention, though. No. but, um, I don't know for a man, I, this is, there's a difference in how we're socialized. Right. And so a lot of women, they just don't even uh, overtly express that sort of, um, desire for men. You know, a lot of women, uh, tr- communicate sexual desire in, uh, signals in subtlety in nuance. Um, and so a lot of men feel like, uh, they they're constantly have to if a woman is interested they're having to like crack the code um and it's it's her individual code because it's not the same with every woman right um so if uh, you know women don't like overtly and this is not uh, i definitely don't want this conversation to go down the road of of like me trying to explain why men are overly aggressive. That's not what this is. Um, this is coming from the perspective of a man who would like women to just be free and and open and not be socialized in a way that they don't, that they have to keep that they wouldn't be judged for overtly expressing their sexual desire for men. Um, Because the flip side of that coin is there's a lot of men out here and there's women who are actually attracted to those men and those men will never know. They'll never, they'll never figure it out. They'll never get the information because the woman's think, not going to overly exist. is
1: interested in you, you're going to know. I think this. there's a lot. Because she's going to
2: tell you. <laughs> I'm not going to sit a here and waste a whole shine. lot of time. But just I don't like, have time to sit here and like, oh, let me drop my pencil. I'm going to tell you like this. Whatever other foolishness I like I'm supposed to do. And I, I won't. You. <laughs> yes. Dude, I hate to Dude, Just
3: like I'm in the minority of men where like I will flirt with a woman all evening. And that will be the extent of our interaction because, well, I mean, also I'm married, so I'm never going to do anything above flirting with a woman who's not my wife. Um, but at the same time, if that woman wanted to do something else besides flirting, I'll never know. Like, I won't get the signal.
0: I'm at the point I, now. Where I think I'm, that's most
3: women. I oh. think like women who clearly communicate desire, I think that's actually a minority based on how you guys are socialized versus how we're I mean, socialized.
2: the worst that can happen is do tell you know.
3: Yeah. This is true. it's also less likely well, <laughs> that a dude's yeah. going to tell you yeah, no.
1: That is not true. That is not
3: true. Ah, uh, 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 no. Yeah, coming yeah. from a, a yeah, guy, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Who's, yeah, who's been around and with guys, his his, I'm his going whole life just lamed up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I see. <laughs> I, I think, see. The dudes, I think are dudes. You
1: know, I think that's because you know men who are okay with that, but there's a lot of men who are just really kind of put off by that.
0: Uh, by women telling them well, no? okay okay but no, what i think i think this goes into the social socialization aspect because there are some men who are in their mind feel like they have to be the hunters exactly they have to it's like you know if, if how 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 dare you take my job away from me yeah. Look, nigga, you know what i'm saying this is this I, I, for me like you know what i mean and when i learned i didn't have to chase it that was like the best realization of my life like wait a minute yeah and then i then i started having friends <laughs> Lot before you people. got before you got to it, because I knew it was a lot coming. of friends. Yeah, uh, okay. You know what? A lot of friends should not have been the the emphasis right there. <laughs> that and that right there is because I was paying attention was to my narrative. <laughs> my, I know, and you know what? That's right there. I should have been more mindful of how the narrative was going to take off. Look, I know that I'm a minority.
3: Um, and, yeah, you and, are. You're and, black in many in many regards, yeah, yeah. but um, <laughs> but definitely in regards of when it comes interacting interacting with women. Um, I've always been kind of like I I don't the issue um, and I don't uh, I just don't always clearly read when I was younger it was it was for a different reason I just felt like sex is kind of organic thing and it will just happen like you don't have to you don't have to exude a whole bunch of effort to make it happen if you just like just be you know I did not have it'll, a romantic it'll just,
1: comedy where you stuck. it'll in. just happen uh,
3: well I mean fortunately for me I think I was right in most regards when it comes to me because I never forced the issue and and I did okay you know when I, I, was, you're pimp. That's when I was out there <laughs> uh, I, I just think that I, it doesn't a, a woman does not have to have an overt sexual desire for you to have sex with you that is very true so I think like Sex with me could have been, it could just could have been, and vice circum- versa. Could have been circumstantial
0: every single time, and vice versa. You know?
3: um, I could, I just could have been a convenient dick at the time. You know, that's kind of how it could have happened, right? So, right? So, like, I don't, I don't, I don't operate under the illusion that I bring anything special <laughs> to the, the table <laughs> that caused women to just like overwhelmingly want to have sex with me. But I do think, I
0: feel like, I'm missing any Jacqui is like shady, Shade. I,
3: Chrissy I, and I are I,
2: conversing. <laughs> I, think,
3: I think there's one thing I did have in my favor, though. Um, I, in general, would approach situations with women. Uh, you guys are going in. Was it the con- the, the dick convenience uh, statement? Is that where you all? I are think it's the whole thing,
0: bro. I think it's the whole thing. Oh. I think, I
1: think where I really just like couldn't hold it in anymore. <laughs> Situational dick. like I've always been the dick of last resort. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> I,
3: do, I think I have always been the dick of last resort. <laughs> I
0: like, doubt that.
3: I think my we'll I, my dick has been in the glass case like, else, every time. I
0: so not. I've, I've, I've been. I mean, I think if you're a nice guy, yeah and you're respectful mm. and you do do things like ask women about what they want to do and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, You put yourself in a in a dick situation. So yeah. I, I can't front. I've definitely been in that exactly. situation. But I didn't have that philosophy when I was younger. My philosophy was like, you no, know, you're a salesman and somebody's going to want to buy your wares at some point. Just like, hey, would you like? What would, would no, if
1: you are, if you are firmly in the friend zone is because, you know what I'm saying? The pheromones that roll off of you don't say fuck me to her. You know what I'm saying? And the only reason why you ever come firmly out of the friend zone is because she gonna spend some time with you. You know what I'm saying? And after having spent some time with you, you have grown on her. You know what I'm saying? Now your pheromones are like, fuck me. Ding, you
3: know ding, 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 ding.
1: But like, it really <laughs> comes down to that because what it comes down to at the end of the day, I feel like, you know, he was definitely back me up on this. Like, we know what we're doing within like five minutes or so.
0: Yeah. You know I saying? agree. And for
1: most people, I so agree gesture. with that. For most yeah. people, it's really a couple seconds, you know what I'm saying? But sometimes you know, people got to open up their mouths and sometimes people will talk themselves out right of pussy. Right out and of out pussy. Sometimes and that's the reason why I didn't talk that right much. Right. Just like, hey, here you people people go. talk themselves into <laughs> pussy. So I mean, yes. you know, it, it, it can work both ways. Usually, because there's some fuckery going on, you know what I'm saying? And somebody mm-hmm. talking themselves out of some pussy. But I mean like, you know, most people and, and I think that that's not just men or women. I think that's people. Most people know you know what i'm saying within five minutes or so whether or not they that's could real. would or want to have sex with the person or the people that they're interacting that's
2: with very because, real because
1: like we are all sexual beings, unless you're asexual and even then you know what i'm saying you still know whether or not you want to spend time with somebody
0: yeah yeah
3: well i think i'm like so and i'm, I'm just being real vulnerable on a podcast today. think um just today yeah yeah I I try to be vulnerable. You know what? I think men are not socialized to be vulnerable, and I'm trying to change that. So I'm trying to be an example to let men know that it's okay to talk about stuff like this. You know that men don't feel safe talking about this because are you you being vulnerable and verbose? It's (laughs) it's um, it's judged as feminine characteristics, and these are things that men are not supposed to care about. And you know, I'm I'm supposed to just want to smash, right? That's supposed to be what I want to do. You know, as a dude. And then if I want to like actually get married and have a family, you know, I'm not supposed to overtly want that. I'm supposed to like, you know, have to do that because eventually that's what's expected of a man. Right. You know, this is this is how men are socialized. And I've never been that guy. Like I'm I'm somebody that's built for commitment. Commitment is better for me than not. You know, than, I, I abhor dating. You know, I, I'm disgusted with the whole process of it. Like, I, I don't like it, but I love people and I do love women and I like flirting and I like conversation. So, I'm good at dating, even yeah, yeah. though I don't like it. You know what I'm saying? Um, I, I think like
2: the it. men that I've dated that I've been the most attracted to have had like some feminine energies.
3: Mm. I'm
1: horrible at dating.
3: Yeah. But I know I don't, I don't like it. yeah. Good. I I don't I don't know. Well, where pretty I good at it, it.
2: It usually ends up in a relationship, even that that wasn't my intention. But <laughs> I swear when you got to go pussy, you know what I'm saying. I've,
3: I've never gone into a situation expecting that a woman like wanted to have uh, sex with me. Like that's not. never been my assumption, and I think what's happened in every single circumstance she is that did, I am a friggin' awesome person. Um, of course she did, and I am. I'm just an amazing. person. Like guy, I can admit that, you know, humbly and,
2: uh, you
3: know, with all my humility and, um,
2: firmly intact.
3: I think as Christy said, you know, if you're just around an awesome guy for a long enough period of time, you know, maybe something just comes from that. Maybe something organically builds from that. Um, but I don't know some of these guys like you know women just look at these guys and i don't know if it's the pheromones i don't know if it's because how they look i don't know if it's because of the sexiness of their movement and their demeanor and their way sometimes. but some of these guys women just see these guys and it's like you know they they they, they could drop they the panties
2: right don't they
1: though they they i'm thinking right about that. this dude moment. i
2: used to work with just seeing him walk down the halls i'd be like god Yes.
1: like people yeah. just if they radiate Shit. sex yeah. like like some people radiate joy you know what I'm saying some
3: people radiate sex. Yes. Can you radiate mediocre sex?
2: I hate you. I hate <laughs>
1: everything about you. Yes. Me? Yes. <laughs> yes. You can. Yes, you can. Ding, we ding, all ding, ding, ding. know men who radiate radiate me- mediocre sex. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: And on that note, you ladies and gentlemen, it's, it's, the, it's the
1: corny. It's, it's the corny dude.
0: <laughs> on, on that note, ladies and gentlemen, that
1: radiates the mediocre sex. Yes, because see the corny dude who just knows that
2: you want to fuck him, that's
1: mediocre sex. Mm. I once that's had somebody tell me
2: you. like the sex is not gonna be that good. My dick ain't that big. I'm not gonna fuck you for that long. I thought you did have somebody tell you that. I did, that's what I just said. Oh, okay. I, I
0: thought you said well you want to have somebody tell
2: you. No, that. I don't want to. Yeah. Are you I serious?
0: Mean, yeah, 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 she's dead serious.
2: And the dick was not that big. The sex was not that good. But and he did not though. fuck me that long.
3: But you had to honor his integrity.
0: <laughs> the head
3: was
2: the Do
0: head though? You? Was it was this the was this the head? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh wow. Okay, if you don't remember. You want to
3: encourage honesty, right?
2: Yeah.
1: I was just like, oh, this is know what oh. though?
2: Hey, man, Like No, that's
1: that's my hobby, so I'm offended by that. <laughs>
2: <laughs> he can't look, look. I thought it was humility. I, I, I was I, like,
1: I, oh, it can't be as bad as you saying. I, I was like, you know what, nigga? You told no <laughs> lies here. It's
2: just as bad exactly. as you said it was gonna be. I mean, but at the end of it's Try harder. If you know this is if you know this is where you at.
0: Now that Try that to I can some improvements, and, and see Even this is my whole thing. Even you don't have the biggest dick, yeah. So this is my whole thing. My philosophy was uh, um, I I st- I was a late bloomer, like in puberty, and like like you know, like getting you were late to the bloomer. Yeah, Go I was, I, I, was I was late to the party. It's corny, you know. What I'm saying corny. it's okay. It's okay. Um, so my philosophy was. No matter what the the situation was, you know, because I feel like every woman's different. One woman might, before you even put it in, she think you're killing it. Another mm-hmm. woman like, don't worry, I wait. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I don't know what her inti- <laughs> what her feelings are gonna be towards the situation. Don't worry, I <I'll> wait. Don't worry, I wait. So cat, I don't know. I don't, I don't, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't. I, well, I hope not. Uh, <laughs> but my no, my my thoughts were though is go to the table with work ethic. Mm. Whatever's gonna happen, you're gonna remember this. Yeah. That's that's how I'm like like you will remember the work that I put in. Mm. And that's how I feel. I feel like go at it like it's a job. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So like you know, like that's that was my approach. You know what I'm saying? And you know.
1: I just need you to be genuinely excited.
0: You no. Know? I'm always excited.
1: I mean I'm excited I'm right now. <laughs> you know like don't don't come to me and your dick ain't hard like i just i don't know what to do with that
0: who, who does that yeah that's who, what's, who, who
1: does that you who, would be surprised who's
3: starting off that way
0: yeah, yeah, yeah.
1: You would be surprised. i feel like we missed a step
0: yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait unless that's part of the step unless you gonna take it and just smack, like you know yeah, just yeah. like so that's
1: not, that is never one of my steps if you don't come to me with a half hard dick i can't help you
0: i'm just
3: trying yeah. to like Okay. Get to the point where my dick is invited. That's all I'm saying. <laughs>
1: I mean,
2: men do it. It's weird though. Like,
1: oh. right? I, See, you know what I'm talking about.
3: I tell you, it's like, not gonna happen. You like, know gonna, why
1: we're here? I don't understand. You've seen these um, these movie now, scenes.
3: Sir? You've seen these movie scenes where, like, uh, you know, the girl leaves the room and she comes back and the dude is butt ass naked. That's happening. Because he thought it was going down. And she's like, "Um, we were like legitimately about to watch a movie. I don't know what what you thought was good. That's never going to be me.
2: Went to a movie Uh, with with this dude. I went to the bathroom. When I came out, he was on my bed. Butt ass naked, balls on my sheets. I was like, what the fuck? (laughs) Are you serious? He's like, Oh, I just thought we could make a little love. I was like, get get the fuck out of my house right the fuck now. Ladies and gentlemen, I will kill you.
0: This is shit you might have missed on Flash Black Radio. Hey, look, we're gonna keep the conversation going on this end. But what we're gonna do is we're gonna tune out on this one right here, but we want y'all to know. (laughs) If you want to follow us, ladies and gentlemen, there are multiple ways that you can do it. You can check us out through SoundCloud. You can check us out through uh, TuneIn, through Stitcher, through uh, Facebook. Uh, you can check us out through on the Twitter application. If you have uh, Twitter at Flash Black Radio and at Flash Black News. You can check us out on Google Play. You can check us out on iTunes and the podcast app. All look for Flash Black Radio. You'll find us. Also, check us out on the website. We have content on there. It's not just about podcasts. It's audio content. I mean, um, written content as well. Um, and also, there's going to be a podcast dropping very soon with an author named Cerise Murphy. I think you will thoroughly enjoy it for those who are, like, aspiring writers who love to read and those who are, like, you know, looking to be entrepreneurs. So, uh yeah, we're going to like Go ahead and fade out on this end oh, I am yeah. Da Vinci Parks A.K.A. Lee Bennett III
2: T. Rich uh,
3: S. Double A.K.A. Slim Williams A.K.A. Almost Sexy
2: Okay, <laughs> Savage.
0: And like I said, ladies and gentlemen We're going to keep the conversation Going on this end or whatever But uh, yeah, yeah Premium content all we got to say Oh, as we fade out Shout out to Brazil Who did it again this month mm. um, Who's uh, highest listener uh, Based on SoundCloud we appreciate y'all listening. Uh, yeah. Please continue to tune in. Sao Paulo, what up? I'm learning uh, Spanish just
3: for y'all. Yeah, except yeah. they speak Portuguese. 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 Yeah, yeah, it's, so it's okay. Because yeah. I'm ignorant sometimes.
0: That's all right. <laughs> it's all right. It was, it was going to work until, like, you know, it wasn't. Yeah, uh, so, yeah, man. Yeah. Stay blessed. Stay woke. Bye.
2: Obrigado, Brasil.